Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we review and analyze all of your favorite video game romances. I'm Genesis, the girl who got a second monitor and an upgraded camera. And I'm Vervada, the girl who got a new pop filter for my mic because my cat ripped up the last one. Yay, cats. Also, I see in chat Yay. that she cups eating brie. I'm very jealous. I love brie. Oh, Fancy Friday that night That would go snacks. so well. Mm. All right. This episode is the second in Dragon Age December. Zavran, the elven assassin from the NTV. From the end. <sighs> See, this is the fact that I've been listening to him speak all day to me in my head. And so I'm trying to match his accent and it's just not working. He's an Antivan crow. As usual, we go hard into the story with the analysis of both the character and the romance itself. So. So here's your fucking spoiler alert. Thanks to a semi-professional Bane impressionist for that audio. We're assuming you already have some background knowledge of the game that we're discussing. If you're looking for a more detailed lore regarding, dra regarding Dragon Age, check out the Dragon Age Lorecast on the Robots Radio Network. Also, just add an abundance of caution. There is a content warning for suicidal thoughts and excessive violence. We only briefly mention them, but still, feel free to skip those parts that might be triggers for you. I'll warn again when we get there. Yes. Um, well, okay, time to talk about this suave and sexy assassin. But first, remember Hopeless Romantics? Beauty is in the eye of the controller. Zavran is an elven rogue and accomplished assassin. And he is the first proud and openly bisexual male character that we get to talk about... But we will get into that a little bit later. Zavran's mother was a Dalish woman who fell in love with an elven woodcutter. She abandoned her clan and moved to Antiva City to be with him. Unfortunately, the unnamed woodcutter died suddenly, and Zavran's mother turned to the old and pr oldest profession known to man to pay off debts. While working out of a brothel in Rialto, she gave birth to baby Zavran around the year 905 Dragon. More tragedy for this baby elf struck when his mama died shortly after giving birth to him. 
So he's not sure if the woodcutter was, in fact, his father, or if it was someone else. All he knows of his birth comes from the others that lived in the brothel that he was raised in. But he considers himself lucky for a boy who grew up in a whorehouse. Along with other elven orphans, Severin was raised communally by the sex workers in the brothel until the age of seven. His cunning and skill brought, oh, in stealing, brought him to the attention of the guildmaster of House Aradai. Please forgive me if I'm saying that wrong. I don't actually remember anyone ever saying that out loud in Dragon Age. Okay, because I couldn't find it either, so that's why I skipped over pronouncing it. <laughs> I'm just guessing. The guildmaster paid the remainder of the debt his mother had left on the books, and as such, he was considered purchased, which is just just fun. Love purchasing human people. It's it's great. So kosher. <laughs> Zavron and another elf boy named Talison were bo- both purchased in 912, and out of the 18 recruits bought that year, they were the only two to survive. Despite a promising start, however, neither boy showed any standout talents until Rena was introduced to the house. The trio complemented each other well, Rena overseeing planning, Talison providing the physical strength, and Zavron holding both handling both poisons and seductions. The threesome worked so well together that they trained together as a unit within the house. And surprise, surprise, they eventually started fucking. No one saw that coming. (laughs) They were happy, as trained assassins can be, for 16 years. But by 928 Dragon, two years before the events of Dragon Age Origins, for those of you who don't keep track of Dragon Age timelines. Zevran says that Taliesin suspected Rena's loyalties during a mission and convinced him that they should kill her. Zevran agreed, because they're assassins, and stated that when she begged him for mercy, he claimed to care nothing for her. Following her murder, the heart just seemed to go out of Zevran. It was then realized that she was, in fact, innocent. And apparently he did care. Mm-hmm. And this is the second trigger warning for those who should skip about a minute forward in the audio. Taken aback by the turns of events and devastated by what he was a part of, Zephron fell into a depression for two years until he accepted the contract on, on the last two Grey Wardens in Ferelden. This was interpreted by some in the Crows as an attempt to attain the rank of Master, but it was actually an attempt to end his life and his broken heart. My heart broke when he told me this story. I was absolutely gutted and wrecked. I couldn't imagine. But thankfully, you have the choice to spare his life, and he becomes a loyal member of your party. All great friendships start with one of you trying to kill each other. Once you get him back to your camp, he starts to open up and talk about any subject you desire. He seems quite open about a lot of things. Severin will blatantly flirt with the warden in addition to some of the other companions, even if only in jest. Almost immediately after being recruited into the team, he will reveal his attraction to the warden. And from there, the warden can drop unsubtle hints that the thought is reciprocated. See many things. I fancy things that are beautiful and things that are strong. 
I fancy things that are dangerous and exciting. Would you be offended if I said I fancied you? V, would you be offended if I said I fancied you? Zavron is a man after my own heart. He enjoys innuendo and being asked of his exploits. And as long as the warden can accept his sexual history, the romance will continue. Conversely, if Zavron has a high approval of the warden and they have not asked him to bed yet, Zavron will offer his company for the night. Hmm. That apparently involves massage, too, which I, I envy that, I'm not going to lie. According to David Gator, the former Dragon Age lead writer and creator of both Thetis at Large and the character of Severn specifically, Severn finds himself quite surprised by a stable romantic relationship with the Warden. Though his reputation as a laughing lover is not undeserved, Severn had, until meeting the Warden, assumed his life would consist only of shallow encounters and jobs to be completed, and that he himself was undeserving and, in fact, incapable of love. A blooming romance with the Warden forces Severin to confront and admit his own deep feelings. As much as the Warden benefits from Severin's company, it is fair to say that their love is literally life-changing for him. While Zevron and the Warden can become very close... Uh, quite soon after starting the romance, Zavron's approval rating won't switch to love until after the land's meet occurs. He offers the warden an earring to show his affections, and the dialogue options are so varied and have so many different outcomes, so I won't go into them all. But if you choose the option that suggests the earring represents a proposal, Zavron will agree to it if that's the warden wished it to be taken it as such. This apparently is what he wishes as well. That's so cute. If the Warden survives the fight with the Archdemon and elects to rebuild the Grey Wardens, Severn will assist with recruitment and training, though he will never actually join. Which, you know, I wouldn't either. Someone's like, here, drink this Darkspawn blood. You might die immediately or you'll die in a few years. I'd be like, no, I'm good. Uh, the Warden can elect to remain in Denerim, return to their clan, travel, or other such, such options, and if you do that, it will result in Zevern staying around for a long time. A Kusland or a noble family Warden is also able to keep Zevern as a consort if his approval rating is high enough, even if they choose to marry Alistair or Honora. Finally, if the Warden makes the ultimate sacrifice in the final battle, the epilogue notes that Zevran, despite frequent offers of bed partners, never loved again. Bioware sure knows how to rip our hearts to shreds. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we get into the juicy bits of the analysis, let's take a little break. <laughs> I think we need it. We have two new reviews to read and some fun facts. But first, we will take a listen to some of the other great podcasts on the Robots Radio Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Do you love Dragon Age? Have you always wanted to learn more about its vast world and detailed lore? Are you still attached to your hero of Ferelden, even a decade after Dragon Age Origins came out? Or maybe you're a newer fan, still discovering a new tidbit or quest every day. Well, either way, the Dragon Age Lorecast is the podcast for you. I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm Shelby, also known as SheCup. And come and join us as we embark on a journey to explore and discover all things Dragon Age. We'll discuss all kinds of topics, from Lyrium to the Chantry and the great mysteries of the old gods, and even more that even you Bioware superfans might not know about. So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And always remember, swooping is bad. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. Once Upon a Wasteland is their story. Follow Elizabeth Kirby and Odessa Valdez as they pursue their happily ever after in the post-apocalyptic Appalachian wasteland of Fallout 76. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcasting platforms. Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. Available now. I can't believe it. We have two new reviews. Uh, I will start with a review from SheCup94, who happens to be one of the hosts of the Dragon Age Lorecast. And here it is. I'm so enjoying this new podcast. Using Using a more feminist lens to look at a video game romances is so refreshing in such a male-dominated industry. I'm so appreciative of Genesis and Vervada and cannot wait for more episodes. Do not go back into this and like be working on it while I'm reading it. Vervada is sitting here fixing her typos. I'm a Virgo. Leave me alone. <laughs> Thank you so much, SheCup. We love you and we love your review and we appreciate it. And this next review is super awesome and super special to me because it's my twin sister, Muffiny Cake. She wrote, Too long have I been a woman in the gaming space, brushed off from my comments about the gaming romance scene by my fellow, mostly guy, gamer friends. They just never seemed to want to have the conversation because to them, games just weren't about that. However, we live in a world where gaming is now one of the most original and unique forms of storytelling, and romance is, and always will be, an integral part of any story. Genesis and Vervada offer a unique perspective and talk about the real stuff. They aren't afraid to get into the details and analyze part of in-game romances that no one else is talking about. It's so refreshing and entertaining, and they often go on hilarious tangents that make me feel like I'm sitting around talking with my friends about these topics. Definitely lots of material for them to cover now, and I'm excited to see what they bring up in the future. Thanks so much for your awesome review. I love you, Munchnish. Mm-hmm. Aw. To the muffiny cake and a she cup. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very much appreciated. 
Uh, and if you'd like to leave us a review, we'll read it in a future episode. We really appreciate your time, and it really helps us to extend our reach to other. <laughs> v wrote this for me, and I did not read it ahead of time. So good on you, woman. Good on I was about you. Whose fault is that? That you didn't catch it? That you didn't catch it? You got to be flexible. Mm. Hmm? Mm. Yep. <laughs> I was not flex. No, I think I was very flexible in this moment because I didn't pre-read it. So therefore, I'm flexing right now and reading it live. And this really helps us extend our reach to the other listeners. Now, I'll do a fun fact. There's a bar in my city called the Rialto, which you may know from the city of Rialto or Rialto Bay on the border of Antiva, where Zeron is from. Small world of Thetis we live in, huh? Now, I'll be on the lookout for Antivan crows when I go shoot some pool. All right, back to Zevron and my special breakdown. They talk about doing it. They definitely talk about doing it. There's, there's some dirty girls over there. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. This clip, I have watched it so many times on Twitch. That is uh, our mentor, Tom of Robots Radio and the uh, Witcher lore cast. Uh, I think he was actually sticking around for cyberpunk. That is Tom and Toasty talking about how dirty we are. Dirty girls. Mm-mm-mm. And it's the second mm-mm that just has me laughing every single time I listen to it. And a shout out to Lena for finding that clip for me and sending it to it. Lena is the real MVP. All right, time to get into Zavran as a lover and a character. First, I just want to talk about how Zavran is the first openly bi character we we have we we have reviewed. (laughs) We have reviewed. No, Liara doesn't count because she states that gender doesn't mean the same thing to her. So you can't claim bisexuality, pansexuality. It's, I don't know what I would classify Liara as, but I would not classify her as bisexual. Nor would I classify a female Shep who's attracted to Liara bisexual, because being attracted to somebody without a gender, I don't know if I have a word for that. I'll come back. Pansexual? Pansexual is maybe for the Shepherd. attraction to. I don't know yeah. about Liara. Liara isn't human, so she doesn't. She has her own thing. That is a tangent that my brain can travel down for hours, and we have a podcast to do. <laughs> Zavron, I am here for you, and I am in love with the people that wrote these lines. I cannot get how get over how well written this next clip is. Unfortunately. Stupid dog does stupid dog things and is barking throughout it. But I still think that the quality of what was written is so important. I've been with both men and women in my time. Many, in fact. Often for business, but not always. Given my druthers, I would say I prefer a soft and shapely woman. But I know what I am. I will not discount anyone solely because of what someone else tells us is right or wrong. Thank you. Bisexuality is a spectrum, people. The Kinsey scale is a little outdated. 
you don't have to like everybody equally to count or qualify as being bisexual. For some, it is the even 50-50 split. For others, it's a 70-30 or even a 90-10. What you choose for you is exactly that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, the only thing, see, like, this is dependent on which dialogue option you choose. Because he can also tell you he's bi in another way. It doesn't sound as positive. I prefer women? Yes. Yes, I believe I do. But you must understand that a certain open-mindedness is sought by the crows in their recruits for very good reasons. Why did they have to change it? I don't know why it had to change that much. Like, it feels completely different when he says it this way. This way, it kind of makes it seem like a weak attempt at introducing a bi character. That, or Bioware was afraid of blowback and they wanted to put this in there as an excuse, like a qualifier. In this clip, it doesn't sound like much of a choice for Zevran, which is basically the theme of his entire story. Like, he doesn't have choices. Sometimes I wonder if he even likes sex that much. Or is that just the stereotype of a boy raised by prostitutes at a brothel? Does he actually enjoy it, or is that what he was taught was expected of him? I think maybe it's a little bit of both. Mm, yeah. It's kind of hard to judge off of this, because saying like whether or not he likes having sex, or is that just like the character and persona that he's built up, it's kind of hard to tell, because a lot of the lines really makes it look like he's really into it. Um, so I don't know. And I also just don't like the way that it makes me feel that they, re that they changed the lines so much for, uh, speaking to a man versus speaking to a woman. I really don't understand the double standards of telling your girlfriend you like men is less, less acceptable than telling your boyfriend you like women. And that just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's also noteworthy to mention a major trope they used for Zevran, the Latin lover. Along the same vein as Zorro or Inigo, you killed my father, prepare to die, Montoya, all it takes is a Spanish accent and you immediately assume he's good with all his weapons. Interestingly enough, Antiva was based on the city-state of Venice before it became a part of the Austrian Empire in 1797, so the Latin comparisons are not purely accent-based. It's important to note that Dragon Age overall as a franchise uses real-world accents as an efficient shorthand to differentiate characters and impart certain impressions on the audience. We'll talk more about that in future episodes. The dashing Hispanic archetype is a popular one in media at large. By just hearing his accent, the audience can assume that Zevran is skilled with weapons that require finesse over power, which makes him automatically a good lover, too, because, let's be real, finesse over power every time. I mean, I don't know if anybody with a Latin accent is going to be upset by this stereotype, but by making his accent do a majority of the heavy lifting in terms of his character building, they've done Zevran a disservice. Zevran hasn't really reappeared since a tiny cameo in Dragon Age 2, so it'll be interesting to see how this will affect other Antivans in the future. Well, another Antivan romanceable character is Josephine from Dragon Age Inquisition, and she is also bisexual. So did they just do an Uno reverse card, but use the same trope? 
We'll get into her romance eventually, but at one point you can actually duel her former fiancé for her love, and you use rapiers, which reinforces that finesse bit again. Going back to Zeran, though, there is something else that he is extremely talented at. My only rule regarding sex is that it be done well. (laughs) I have a feeling I'm going to save that audio clip for future episodes, too. (laughs) It's quite a good clip, especially for our show. All right, let's get down to business. I actually have quite a bit to cover here, and some of it I just discovered an hour ago while trying to find another version of the audio with the dog in it. But first, let's hear how Savran seduces our warden, and mainly because I just love listening to his voice. My thought is this. We retire to your tent, and I show you the sort of massage skills that one only learns growing up in an Antivan whorehouse. And if I might ask if the opportunity to proceed past the massage should present itself, then why are we still talking? Then why are we still talking? I'm going to say this right now, right here, right now, and I was not expecting this, but Dragon Age Origins got it Right? Not only did they get it right, but they did it better than Mass Effect 1. I'm shocked. I am shook. I am... We will talk about the female warden love scene first. Because, yeah, alright. I actually... Comparing it to last week's scene with Morgan, um, with Zavron, it definitely you can tell that he has some skill. There are multiple position changes again. He definitely switches things up with his with his female warden partner, but he's also very loving about it. Like there are a lot of caresses and make you feel good moments. Hmm. She cup. I agree. Like I I I'm kind of glad that I played Mass Effect before Origins or else I would have been very disappointed too. Okay. Now writing up this next part. So, while I was trying to find the Zavron clip without a dog playing in the background, I was just I let the scene play out, everything like that, and then I noticed something that I did not expect at all. Nobody told me your race matters. Did you know that? No. That the love scenes are different depending on what race you chose? No, I didn't. I was not expecting that at all. (laughs) I guess that makes sense. Maybe. No, so it it didn't change with uh, a female warden. But when it was a male warden and males of Ron, who's on top changes. And I was not expecting that. So good on you. Good on you, Bioware, for giving me varied and different sex scenes depending on how things are going in the relationship or how physically your bodies are going to work together. Um, Where was that ingenuity mm -hmm. when Garrus and Femship were romancing? Hmm? Where was that? We didn't get anything. They just imply sex. We never got to have a scene. True. 
I would also like to go on the record that as far as I know, gay sex doesn't necessarily work like that. Some of the positions that they chose out there are not going to physiologically match up and mesh very well together. But overall, I would have to say... (sighs) Yes. Very much yes. I'm happy. I'm happy. And I can now see why he is so popular. Yeah, he's quite... I didn't realize how popular Zephyrin was until I did the research for this. I'll keep repeating this forever. Thank you, Bioware, for being far more inclusive than any other game studio so far with your romance options. This game, in particular, came out in 2009. And I hate to say it, but it was way ahead of its time in terms of the sexuality and romance options. The last time I played this game, I was an awkward teenager who had never even kissed somebody before. So as ever came off real strong for me, this is why I romanced Alistair, the adorable royal bastard. We both had never licked any lampposts, so it felt a bit more special. All right, Jen, how do you rate Zevran and his super tan upper thighs that you always get to see? Hmm. I'm in love. Like, I... I want to run away with him and have pretty little half-elf babies with him. Uh, 10 out of 10. Come over. (laughs) Fun fact about Dragon Age. um, Mm -hmm. Half-elf babies are just humans. Alistair's technically a half-elf. Oh. Yeah. I don't understand why, but that's how it works in Dragon Age world. Hmm. No. Okay. Then maybe I won't have his babies. He can have mine. (laughs) Very progressive. I think he makes a great romance. I really do. Especially, it's interesting to me because Severin and Morrigan are so similar in the way they approach romance. They both, even though Severin's quite friendly, but they both are like, oh no, I'm fine. Sex is completely separate from love for them. It's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Zevran's romance is so much better than Morrigan's, I think, for the warden. Because Zevran's fiercely loyal. Like like we said earlier, if he dies, if the warden dies, Zevran never has another lover. He is super funny, super charming, super put together and you know, can kill people for you. He can also give you a massage. He's great at sex. I love massages. I will literally... No, I'm on the internet now, so I can't say I'll let anyone massage me. But (laughs) I will... I have let quite a few people give me shoulder massages because my shoulders are always in pain and I need them. So Zevran, 10 out of 10 for that alone. Plus, I just love the fact that this love this romantic love specifically sets him free from like a literal cage that's been around him his whole life he's never had his own choice mm-hmm. and kind of sounds like he's never even really had his own choice for lover either like yeah sure he slept with a lot of people yeah anyway 10 out of 10 i love Severn. okay done there you go 10 out of 10 we love him yay <laughs> I, I think i have a thing for capable blonde elven men though like legolas was my first love so 
I actually think I have a Legolas in my closet back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a little pop figure of him. He's part of my blondtourage. Mm. Blonde pop figures that I love. But unfortunately, that marks the end of our Zavran romance. At least so far. The Antivan Crows may make a big appearance in the next Dragon Age game, and we can only hope that Zavran will be in there as well. But knowing Bioware, we have to wait longer than we'd like for that game. I really thought we'd hear something about that yesterday, too. Right? But no. But no. Yeah. We're talking about the Game Awards. Yep. They kind of sucked. Although I was really in to the, like, seeing Keanu, like, being, I know that this is what people expect of Keanu Reeves. So I'm going to be Keanu'd on Keanu. It's best. It's great. Is it because of cyberpunk? Mm-hmm. No, uh, not. Did they win something? No, it was uh, the new Matrix movie and the video game. Oh, oh! I didn't realize they're making a video game. I was about to say, did they win worst launch ever for <laughs> Cyberpunk? It's a great game. It's a great game. Apparently, like story wise. Toasty says that I shouldn't play it though because they have like a million doors that don't open. Yeah, if that's gonna bother you, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, we had a discussion about it, so we're good. We're good, but. I was thinking about Toasty earlier, and I was like, what the hell am I going to talk about with Zavran? Like, I could talk about how in my last D&D campaign that uh, my husband was playing a character named Zaron, and so there's like a parallel there, and then I'm like, but that's like two seconds. But I have a story, and all I wrote down is a story about Grandpa. So, could literally any be anything. Like, I have no idea where this is going to go. Okay. Here's the story. One, my grandpa is from Spain. So, they, you know, it was the whole Spanish thing. I was like, the Spanish accent and everything like that. And I was like, why didn't I pick up on that? And I was like, well, that's because the Spanish I know and the accent I know is very, very different than the accent of the voice actor in this game. So... But I figured I could stick along this, stick to the same route of the Spanish. Okay. My grandpa turns 102 in June. 103? Holy crap. He was born in 1919. So so his next birthday is in June. Yeah. When I was young and... So when he was like 90 years old, I think I asked him what his secret to life was. And I have tried to follow it every day since. Or week, at least. His three things to living a long and happy, healthy and prosperous life. Tell someone you love them every day. It doesn't matter if it is your spouse, your child, your dog, yourself. Tell someone you love them every day. Laugh as loud and as often as possible. Never hide your laughter from the world because it is unique to you. 
and a shot of tequila three times a week. Ooh, three times. I thought you were going to say three times a day. I was like, girl. <laughs> no, no, no. I like the first two sound like my grandma. No. The last one, no, because she was um, proudly, proudly Irish. So it was whiskey. Mm. Yep. But I mean, at, at every, we start every family like meal, not like, Thanksgiving started with a shot of tequila. Birthday parties start with a shot of tequila. Uh, every time that we go over to my grandparents' house, it is a shot of tequila. And it's just something that has really brought our family together is the fact that we all follow the tenet of love, laugh, tequila. And that sov is going on the wall. Yeah, I was like, we do not need live, laugh, love. We need love, laugh, tequila on shirts, on the wall, on pillows. Sounds great. First merch idea. Uh, Yeah, that's exactly where my head went. All right, we will get on that. Love, laugh, tequila. Two girls, one ship. (laughs) All right. I love it. Wow, that was quick. Even with all the delays of my internet, I don't want to talk too much shit about it because I'm still using it right now. <laughs> and if it's listening, I don't know, like like I mentioned, my grandma is, well, was, she died a long time ago. I don't have any grandparents left, unfortunately, but my mom's side of the family, super culturally Irish, so I'm very suspicious. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to say any bad shit. My internet's going to poop out again (laughs) to spite me yeah probably but let's see where i need to think of a good story i love your story we need a v-side yeah i mean i'm sure i have stories to tell i don't know i need a prompt Mm -hmm. (laughs) someone you know that'd be fun actually um, if everyone's in the Twitch stream, you know, at the end or something or throughout, throughout when, if you remember, leave a comment on like what you think a good story prompt would be and we each can take a shot at it next episode or something. Taking shots next episode? Yeah, taking shots next episode. That sounds okay. good. As long as my shots can be in a margarita because I think I'm not cool enough to drink straight tequila. <laughs> I can drink straight whiskey, but tequila feels like fire to me. Mm. Oh, you just got to get the right kind. That's what oh, it's okay. really about. Um, there are, I mean, like the, the dark tequilas, the light tequilas, the smooth tequilas, the harsh tequilas, the mixing tequilas. Uh, yeah. This the sipping ones. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm not a sipper. Oh, yeah. See, you have to know the difference between a sipper and a shooter. I am looking... I'm looking for our plugs. No. (laughs) (laughs) We have multiple plugs. We do. (laughs) (laughs) I made you giggle. I made you giggle. It's not hard to do, that's for sure. Yeah, but normally you mute your mic before I get you giggling on. (laughs) That's true. I I fidget a lot. I've not been diagnosed with anything, but I claim like adjacent adhd because my sister has adhd 
and she's my mm-hmm. twin sister. So I feel like even if I don't have it, I have so many of her mannerisms. Like I fidget so much. And so I, that's why I'm mute. Cause I'm like, I don't want everyone to hear me like bouncing my leg or moving something on my desk. Cause I just got to be touching something, moving something. Can't sit still unless a cat's in my lap. They force me to sit still. Like, cause yeah. I can't bother them. I'm like, they're so peaceful and sweet. Well, only Aww. one cat. The other one is douche canoe. No way to straight tequila for me. Hmm. I don't know, Apollo. You just got to find the right tequila. I feel like yeah. Zaron would love laugh tequila. He totally would. He, he totally, totally would. would. I feel like I feel like I look at him completely differently than I did when I first saw him. I was sixteen years old, and like that was basically the last time I played Dragon Age Origins. I was seventeen or eighteen. Was last time. I'm thirty now. I'm different. Like, he's mm-hmm. much more attractive to me now than Alistair is. Alistair was perfect for me as, like, you know, I'm like, oh, like, he feels safe because he's, he's a little baby boy. But now he's I'm a woman. He's adorable. I love him. I like Now him. I look at him like a little, like a son or something. I'm like, look at this precious baby. I just want to give him a hug. I feel so bad for corrupting yeah. him. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would have romanced him if I knew I was taking his V-card. Like, that's... That's... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a dirty old woman. Um, yeah. (laughs) Like I said, that's why he was Mm. my choice when I, myself, was an innocent little baby. I was like, oh, he's so cute. Look at this little nerd. And now I'm like, you know what? It'd be nice just to have somebody who knows what they're doing. Like, thanks, Severin. Come give me a massage. Let's light some candles. Sarcasm. My gift to you all year long. That's definitely your gift to me. <laughs> and it's my gift, gift to the to world. Gift to the world. I don't know what my gift to the world is. Hmm... Your laughter, your smile, your analytics, um, your love of animals. That's a massive part of me. Your ability, your ability to deal with my insanity. I appreciate the fuck out of that. I like to think of it as translating. That's my whole Mm. job. That's my job in the Navy was and still my job now. Translating. Sometimes it's languages. Sometimes it's thoughts into coherent thoughts. Mm hmm. Because you reworded a lot of what I wrote it in. <laughs> yeah. But I like the way that you reworded it and all the rewrites that I did it in it. Yeah. It came together eventually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's hope that oh, I survive no. this next week. Oh, okay. oh no. Hmm. Oh. I thought you froze. Oh, no. You did not. <laughs> you did, did like, stretched. <laughs> and then you stopped moving. And so I was like, oh, no, she froze it. Oh, no. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Okay. Well, I don't know. I have, I, I told Jen before that I have to get up early because they're, like, doing a bunch of diagnostics on my body. So they got to take all my blood and put it into things and analyze it. And I can't have eaten before that because doctors like to make you suffer. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, they I, do. I know. I definitely know why they do that. I'm just being stupid. But 
Yeah, so I have to wake up early and get my blood taken. Blah. But then I'm going to buy donuts afterward because I won't yet know what's wrong with me. So donuts will still be okay at that point. <laughs> Basically trying to find out if I either have to go low carb or gluten free because I might have like one of those things that makes you have to have a different diet for the rest of your life. Oh, Besides, like celiacs or something? Yeah, no, it's either... I either have PCOS or a thyroid issue. Let's, I don't, I actually oh. do not care. From being in the Navy, I literally had to pee in front of people. I do not care about sharing medical stuff because they don't give you any privacy. But yeah, no, so, and if you have a thyroid thing, apparently you have to be gluten-free because it's inflammatory and like your thyroid is super inflamed. If It's like thyroiditis. And so if you eat gluten, it increases your inflammation just because it's inflammatory of it. So that's why it's not like celiacs where you can't tolerate gluten. Okay. But, um, and then if I have PCOS, it's more like a low carb thing because when you have PCOS, you have ex- you have insulin resistance, which is basically the opposite of diabetes, but it also makes it more likely of you getting diabetes and that you have way more insulin just floating around in your body. So, mm, but uh, it's not being blood, processed properly. It's not, yeah, there, it's not being used properly, and that it makes your, I think, liver is the one that makes your insulin makes it work. Pancreas, harder. pancreas, something. My mom's the nurse, not me. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah. So it's it's not good for your body. So if you eat things with more sugar in it, it makes your body produce even more insulin. And if it's already making too much, then that's a bad thing. Which is why I low carb. Mm. Which doesn't sound good to me because I love carbs. Gluten-free sounds fine because I like rice and stuff, but, you know, it's like low-carb sounds like Can we send like all torture. the extra hearts to V? Hmm. Yeah, not not carbs yet, just in case. <laughs> but hearts I'll take. Yes, hearts and loves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, a whole, that was a whole tangent. Sorry. As if I've never tangented before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I believe no, I am the queen. That's true. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just don't like it. But I also want to be fine. So got to find out if you have. This is why everyone should have health care. And it should be yeah. either really, really cheap or free. Like like other good countries. Because mm. <laughs> our healthcare industry sucks donkey dick. Massive. Mm-hmm. Massive donkey <gasps> That's- dick. That's Okay, there was my little mini tangent. Okay, so the other day, uh, massive. (laughs) I apparently have developed an almost Tourette's level tick on the word massive. Somebody says it. Because Mass Effect. Yes. And well, because Sam and Toasty and I were in, we were talking and I think Toasty said massive. And so, like, immediately I said massive right back. And Sam called me out on it. He's like, you do this to me on my live stream. Like, you have typed out the word massive. Where is this coming from? And what is what what's going on here? And I had to sit and think about it. Because I know where a lot of my neuroticisms come from. I understand a lot of what is going on in my brain. Where the fuck did the massive massive come from? Before I reached out to you, I was thinking of all of the different puns of what I could call this podcast. 
And so I kept going with like, you've had a massive effect on my heart. You know, I've gotten it's massive effect, mass effect, mass effect, mass effect, massive affection, massive affection. Let's go with affection. Let's go with love. And it was just all these different things about how it would be massive. And so every time that I heard the word massive, it was instantly massive what? Let's see if we can flip that into what the title of the podcast <laughs> is going to be. And it just massive what? Massive what? Um, <laughs> and then I was like, well, what about the fact that the Normandy looks very, very phallic? Could I go with something like that? And then I was like, ooh, Shepard's a whore. And then I was like, ooh, Shepard's a lore cast. And, you know, like it was a whole, I have. The whore cast. Yes, a, I didn't want to do a lore cast. I wanted to do a whore cast. And then I was like, ooh, whore crux. Have ones. <laughs> like, that's how the tangents in my brain works. But it just never, since that didn't, like I shared some of those with you in the beginning, but not this whole massive, massive, this is where it came from. So now I am being very conscious about not saying massive every time somebody else. <laughs> the genesis of massive, the- <laughs> massive. That is another Jenny story. All right, there's another Genesis. Yeah. Genesis of Genesis for the toastiest. Hmm. I was like, think when you said Jenny, I just was like thinking of Friends of Red Jenny, which is a thing in Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh. We'll get to that. Eventually. There's a romance option who is a friend. Mm. And her accent plays a really big part of her character development, too. It's a fun time. Yeah, we'll get into that. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil some good analysis before. Okay. Don't want to pick it before it's ripe. Oh, my doggy's sleeping. Mm. She looks sleepy. Well, if, I have a black lab. If I can keep you on for another ten seconds, then that'll make my little twitcher heart happy. Oh, because it's an mm-hmm. hour. <laughs> There's something about the algorithm and it being an hour and. I am not um, a what what were all the boomers trying to make it out a, a netizen like someone who exists on the internet and I'm like oh. I remember learn like actually learning about that word in college and they were teaching it like it was a real thing I'm like it made me think of Mean Girls like stop trying to make fetch happen <laughs> that's what it was stop trying to make netizen happen I will totally use fetch with you in fact I was called fetch today. Like, that was so fetch. Like, no, it is It is big. Mean Girls is huge. It's I literally in my hotel. <laughs> I just rewatched that movie, like, two weeks ago, I think. Uh, love it. I love that movie. We made a it's burn a book. Movie. Like, we have a legit burn book for all the associates in the hotel. We wrote our own entries into it, so that way it wasn't other people Good. saying shit about us. No, it was all, like, I was like... I don't even remember what I put on mine right now. I think it was, God, why is she so extra? Something like that. Because <laughs> it was in a Halloween costume. Were you like the only one? Because that was my last job. No. I, everyone was like, oh, we love Halloween. Yes. Encourage all the employees to wear costumes. And I show up in a straight up freaking Queenie cosplay from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. 
And I'm the only freaking person in a costume. And I'm looking around like, wow, I still got like a sore thumb. Mm. And everyone's like, wow, what a good job. I'm like, yeah, I like to cosplay. No one else did it. Now I stick out and feel awkward because I'm an introvert. Look what you've done. Aww. Look what you've all done. They all, yeah. It was, I mean, like I looked, I looked cute and it was a good costume, but I was the only one and I was very disappointed. Halloween was always my favorite holiday growing up. And I haven't dressed up in a long time now. It makes me sad. Aww. That's okay. Uh, Next year, I'll do something. I wore my Final Fantasy X Lulu cosplay to work. And then he'll have to fight me for Middle Earth. <laughs> That's what we call it when we're stealing the blanket from each other. Oh. Yeah. we are dumb and bought a queen-size bed. We... Well, it used to be a full-size bed. We have two twin beds pushed together because we both have adjustable beds. Cause, oh, that's smart. Yeah. It's fun. No, we just... Maybe someday. He's he's six years older than me, so he's starting to be like, oh, I'm getting old. And Woman? <laughs> like, I know. I I don't say it. He says it. No. I don't think he's Okay. He's, he's the one who's just like, my body's breaking down. And I'm like, well, take some vitamins. I don't know. Mine's eight years older than me, so... Your body is eight years older than No, <laughs> my husband is eight years older than oh. me. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe some days the joints definitely feel older than they should be, but, but no. <laughs> See, yeah, and everyone, I think that's fine. I think when the men are that much older, then they're mentally on the same age as us because men just mature a lot slower than women i think that's a fact if it's not i'm just gonna pretend it is because i've heard that my entire life and it seems anecdotally to be true Mm -hmm. in my experience with the opposite sex uh but yeah my husband's six years older than me and we get along still actually there's some things that i'm like are you aren't you older than me what like i have to call people for him he doesn't like it and i have to like pay all the bills because he forgets like Hmm. Just little stuff like car registrations, like adult things, basically. You just, I have to be the household secretary, essentially. Yeah. So Apollo has never heard the term fetch. So your assignment, sir, is to watch the movie Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Like from like 2006, nine. Oh, I don't know. It's quite, I don't want to call it quite old because, you know. It's. I don't feel quite old, and <laughs> it was the the teenage years for me. When did it come out? Two thousand three. Is it even older than I thought? What? Uh, it's definitely older than I expected because I was still in high school. Yeah, I was in high school. I think. Yeah, uh, Mean Girls came out April thirtieth of two thousand four. Oh, two thousand four. I was not yet in high school. I was in junior high. Yeah. As a baby. Oh, man, but I watched it so much, and I still do. I love it. I thought it was really cute when you said that you were, like, 16 when you started romancing Alistair, and I was like, I had already been married for a year. (laughs) Wait, when the game came out or when you romanced Alistair? No, when the game came out. Oh. Yeah, I was 16, um, and I was a baby. Like I said, I I don't know. Some people might call it a late bloomer, but I didn't date or anything else (laughs) until I was almost 20 because I just wasn't interested in it. And 
honestly, that's a whole nother story, but my first boyfriend, not a good time. So that's a military life for you, I guess. But yeah, I liked Alistair. We were innocent. That's what attracted me to him as like a romance option for my character. Mm. Uh, let's see. Are we ready to plug? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You can find me. Well, you can find both of us really on in on in on. Are we in a discord or on a discord? I think we're in the robots radio discord on our two girls, one ship channel. And you should come give us a follow on all the social medias at two girls, one ship all spelled out mm-hmm. all one word. Yes. Come follow us. It'll make me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, I guess, you know, doesn't affect you either way, but I like to smile, so go ahead and give us a follow. Well, if you make V happy, that makes me happy, and me happy means that I will make you guys happy by giving you more Jennyisms and more stories. I like the stories. Maybe we should do that for, like, a January episode. Jenny January. Jenny January, yeah, probably for the episode that the uh, author of that book that we are reading is not going to come on because I still haven't emailed her. (laughs) I forgot. She wants me to email her questions. So if you want to help me come up with questions, I doubt she's like super busy, but I keep meaning to email her and then I keep not doing other things. Oh my God. What? My dog. My dog (laughs) just did an unholy thing. And it was so long, and I need to leave this room soon. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Penelope, she's 12 years old, so I have to forgive her. <laughs> it just scared me. <laughs> Didn't scare her. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What did you eat? Oh, my God, I know what she ate. She freaking stole my kid's food today. Like, twice. My kid's breakfast. I'm sorry, Genesis. My kid's breakfast sausage and my kid's chicken that I made her for lunch. Both times had to go change a diaper. Came out to my dog freaking eating it because we just got rid of her high chair. She's in a little toddler table now. And it's perfect dog height because she's a big dog. So you know what? If you have tummy troubles, that's your own fault. Hope you know it. <laughs> But all right. Yes, we are all good, V. Uh, I ship you. I ship us. And I will ship you next week. Mm-hmm. We were talking about... Licking lampposts? We, we Yeah. <laughs> I believe he goes, licking lampposts in winter. <laughs> that sticks out in my head. Because I was like, tee a boy's talking about sex with me, <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that I, that scene is in my head still. Uh, love him. Yeah, can't wait. Oh my god, my dog. I need to go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I think she needs to go outside. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Ever wanted to be a content creator, but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against. 
as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful. Here on The Content Creator's Guide, available wherever podcasts can be found.